how to launch your product on Kickstarter. You guys ask me all the time, Riley, what's the deal with Kickstarter? Should I crowdfund my product and launch it? Well, today we got Vance Lee of Playground Theory. Here's their website. We had his business partner, Johnny. He's right here talking on the screen on last year. And now Vance is on with a new updated masterclass, how to launch your product via Kickstarter, how to pre-sell your product idea before you even need to go to the manufacturer to spend thousands of thousands of dollars to have it made. So personally, I am very, very curious about the crowdfunding model. I have been for many years. So for all of you guys who want to know about this model, how to do it, how to crush it, he's got the system dialed in. We got Vance here and this is their website, livemyplayground.com. You can check them out. They are the Kickstarter masters. So Vance Lee, what's up? You're also in Bali. Yeah, we're 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 both in Bali right now, hanging out maybe a couple kilometers from each other. So yeah, it's nice to be. We here. were we were gonna we're do this in the same together. room, but uh, logistics, whatever, renting a room. We we're just like, all right, whatever. We're he's in the co-working space. I'm I'm in my villa right now. We're within a couple kilometers of each other. Uh, we were hanging out, uh, masterminding for this video. But uh, yeah, you have a whole presentation, so go ahead and start your uh, start your uh, uh, screen sharing, and I'll let you get into your masterclass to school everybody let's do it let's do it man cool i, I see so your screen now the launch strategy that you. sorry <laughs> stealing your title but uh, yeah i see your screen now so yeah you're good to go yeah so uh essentially today we'll be talking about crowdfunding which is something that i'm super passionate about over the past five years and uh it's just been a really crazy way that i've used to launch my own products and uh you know i've talked about this before but launching my own products, launching products for uh, other people that are uh, they're launching brands or building brands or even supplementing, adding products to the brand. So this is a really cool strategy. We'll talk about how to execute this and uh, and hopefully give your audience uh, an insight on, on how this might be applicable to this situation. And uh, yeah, let's get started. So yep. cool. So the current reality of this, the, in the e-com world is right now, there's a lot of competition. Launches are not necessarily that easy. So uh, I know five years ago when I was launching, it was it was still pretty difficult at some points. Uh, Ten years ago, people were having different challenges. So it's you know every time people are saying it's increase, increasingly becoming more difficult, more costly, mm -hmm. more competition. I think that's always going to happen. So really, what we're trying to do is we're trying to look at what what else can we do that's different than a little bit different than the traditional launch strategies that we can use to execute a launch that might have long term benefits. So that's what we're really trying to do here today. So our goals are simple. Uh, two goals. Number one is we're going to understand why Kickstarter, uh, also known as crowdfunding, uh, is the only way to launch your product and build your brand without upfront risk. So uh, that's a big one for a lot of e-commerce sellers, especially if you're new. This is a really good opportunity to kind of explore what that looks like to be able to, to do it that way. The second one is uh, we want to talk about our launch accelerator blueprint. Um, we call it Lab. This is their system that we use for launches and how it's the only strategy that allows you to prepare for a successful launch while building your community. So uh, super important to start building an audience, building your list and building people that support your brand. That is really what we're going to focus on. So those are the two goals for today. How's that sound, man? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Sounds fucking great. Let's get into it. Cool. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So uh, who this is for, uh, if you want to grow or build your e-com or physical products business to create a long-term sustainable brand or business, uh, a profitable business asset that has the option for an exit or just creating products that you're really excited about or passionate about. So this is some, for somebody who's really looking to grow their econ business and take it to the next level. Whether you're a beginner, if you're just starting and you're looking for a launch model that, that works or that makes sense that you can explore that's different than the traditional launch models, or whether or not you've launched a few products, you already have the foundations for a brand, but you're looking for something more, uh, you know, more cost-effective, more profitable, less risky, and potentially something that really helps you set the foundations for a sustainable brand going forward. So that's really who this is. Awesome. I came from a company many years and then uh, I started a creative agency. And after one of my trips to uh, Thailand, I just, it was just a vacation. Uh, I just loved traveling on the road and it's just a really, really cool opportunity for me to uh, to be able to build something that was going to be allowing me to be location independent. So that's how I started jumping into FBA. And so I started e-com in 2015 with FBA. 
Uh, my first product was uh, success. Uh, at, at least at that point in time, I was really pumped about it. And uh, the next year, I thought, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna scale this. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna launch a dozen more products and see what happens. And mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> that ended up being pretty terrible for me. Lost a lot of money. Uh, Ten of those products out of the twelve products failed. And yeah. uh, but what eventually ended up happening was it led me to crowdfunding, which uh, became this primary model that I that I started using to launch my products. So it led to uh, launching two products in crowdfunding that were uh, top 1% of crowdfunding projects of all time and started building my coffee mm -hmm. brand that way. And that yeah. led me to building uh, lots of, um, you know, lots of campaigns with, uh, with people that were looking for help. So we've raised about 7 million when it came to launches. So. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, go ahead and turn off your uh, video camera. There was a slight bit of lag. We'll see if that okay. helps. I do do that. Stop video. Uh, at the bottom, it should stop video. Yep. Okay, cool. cool. Proceed. Cool. So who does this work for? Um, you know, this doesn't just work for us. Uh, it works for a variety of people from small brands to just starting off to people that are already have established brands. So this is an example of uh, friends that we worked with that are uh, originally they were just uh, they weren't an e-com business. They were a, um, you know, they're a local kind of brick and mortar store that wants to they're making products, but they wanted to start selling online. So these guys were called Ferris Wheel Press. And through three campaigns that they launched on Kickstarter, um, they, they raised over 400,000, got about 3,000 uh, 3, plus fans and really built the foundation for their e-commerce brands to start scaling. So this is something that works for all sorts of companies in all different categories. Riley, you can still hear me, no problem? Yep, all good. Okay, cool. So uh, here's how today is going to go, go down to give you the most value. Uh, what you can expect, the theme is how we're going to create a profitable launch, eliminate risk, and then also build a sustainable brand. So that's going to be out through the entire, uh, the entire presentation for you to kind of get that vibe and understand it. Uh, so the first part is understanding how Kickstarter works and why this is really going to be the, the model that you want to explore and at least consider to see how this can help your brand. And the second part is us going through the five-step process of the six-figure launch uh, blueprint. So first, understanding Kickstarter. Second, diving into our process and how we do it so that you can take this away and, uh, and explore how this can work for you. Uh, bonus, if you stay until the end, uh, we'll do some, we'll some Q&As for the common questions. And then we'll also be able to offer you some bonuses uh, for, uh, for Riley's audience um, for you watching today. Cool. Awesome. And my assumption, it's quickly my assumptions about you. You're interested in building a sustainable business, whether it's lifestyle or exit. Um, you you want to create something that matters. Um, you need to understand the importance of brand and cash flow. And uh, what I found works really well for this, um, you know, this, uh, th this training and this masterclass is to think when you're looking at this material or the, what I'm presenting, to think about how this might be applied to currently what you're working on. So if you have that mindset, I think you'll get the most value from this. So let's jump right into it. So part one, why do you want to pay attention to Kickstarter? Uh, Kickstarter and crowdfunding, what is it? So essentially crowdfunding is this little known e-commerce model that's, uh, I mean, a lot of people know about it, but it's not, um, it's not popular. It's not as popular, say, as Amazon or launching a store on Shopify. But essentially what happens in this model is customers will essentially pre-order a product with the expectation of getting it sometime later on when it launches. So this is really used at the beginning part. It's, we, we treat this as a launch strategy rather than the entire thing. So um, this is essentially something that we can do before launching on Amazon, before launching on Shopify or other channels that you want to sell on. So this is the first part of jumping into e-commerce and it's a good way to raise funds. Um, this is an example of the one I mentioned earlier from one of our, uh, one of our clients, Ferris Wheel Press. They launched a um, ink pen, uh, sorry, ink um, fountain ink, just the ink itself and raised 165,000. So. Uh, lots wow. of very, very applicable to many types of companies. Uh, there's two main platforms for crowdfunding. So Kickstarter is a type of crowdfunding. Um, so the two main platforms are Kickstarter and Indiegogo. And these are both very, very strong mm -hmm. platforms in terms of audiences, uh, regular organic traffic, and people browsing the sites to look for products. So uh, both mm -hmm. of those are really reputable platforms. And those are the main ones that we work with. But we talk about, we'll, we'll say Kickstarter from now on, because that's really the one that we focus on launching first. So what's special about this platform? Um, people are considered early adopters because they really look for new projects to support and they really like the process of shopping around looking for, for new launches. And that's, uh, you know, it makes them these passionate customers that really want to share about what they're, what they're supporting and what they're buying. So, uh, and one thing that's really important to note about these customers is some of these are some of the wealthiest e-commerce shoppers in, in the world. Um, instead of looking for deals or the best prices, often these people are paying you know, $50, $100, sometimes even a couple hundred dollars for mm -hmm. products that may or may not even come to market. So they're willing to take a risk mm. on projects that are going to be launching and then 
uh, and then hope that it comes. So these, you have to know that these people have disposable income and that's super, uh, no, that's really super cool to know that there's an audience like there, uh, like that out there. Mm -hmm. So why is this model so favorable for sellers? So first we'll walk through how Kickstarter works. And then from there, uh, we can explain why, why this is beneficial. So Kickstarter is essentially flipping the e-commerce model upside down. So what we do is we launch a limited time campaign. So like I said, this is not permanent. It's not staying there forever. Um, you launch a campaign for up to 60 days. Um, backers, if they, uh, you know, the customers, if they like your product, they will pre-order it. And uh, after the campaign closes, let's say it's uh, 40 days or 60 days, uh, within 50 days, you get paid from Kickstarter. After you get your money, you place your manufacturing order. So this happens after you get your money and know how many orders you have. And then from there, you fulfill your orders to your customers. And uh, then you can launch on your preferred platform, whether it's Amazon, Shopify, or if you have wholesale or like retail channels, you can launch there as well. So that's really how it works. And this is, you can see why this, this model becomes really favorable in terms mm -hmm. of less risk, increased cash flow, and all these other things that I'll mention right now. So what do you need to launch? Um, you will need a prototype. Uh, so something that's visually showing your product and uh, okay. the campaign page, which is essentially all the stuff you'll need to launch on Amazon or Shopify, essentially photos, copy, video, all the stuff that you want to yep. present your product. And what do you not need? Uh -huh. You don't need inventory. So a uh, prototype. Uh, I heard that on Kickstarter, you need an actual physical prototype, but Indiegogo, you can have renderings or is that still true? Yeah, that, that's true. Kickstarter is a little bit more uh, stringent on approval. So they want to have a uh -huh. physical prototype uh, and okay. that's, that's how they make approvals based on. So they want to see a photo of the work, like a prototype working. Indiegogo much more relaxed with the approval process. Okay, got it. So based on the model, we can start to understand why this is a better launch strategy. So uh, these are the five reasons. Uh, these are the five main reasons. There's a few other reasons that people like, but these are the top five that we'll just pick to, to call out. Profitable launches, minimizing risk, and getting positive cash flow, uh, building a long-term sustainable brand by developing your audience, gaining public social proof, and uh, getting PR buzz and credibility. So, um, this is an example of one of the products that we launched first, uh, and this is our uh, our cold brew coffee maker. Uh, this one did surprisingly well, and uh, eventually scaled into uh, eventually scaled into the rest of our coffee brand. And I'll show you one of our other uh, most recent projects later on. So, let's jump into each of these individually. Awesome. So profitable launches. Um, current Amazon launch strategies require a significant upfront investment in terms of uh, you know, mm -hmm. the regular launch stuff, but also the biggest chunk is the, the investment in inventory. So if you're not sure that yeah. products can perform well, this becomes a little bit uh, a little bit risky for some people, right? So if you don't have a lot of cash flow or maybe you're, you're, you're kind of be, trying to be conservative with uh, the amount of risk that you have when it comes to launching a new product, uh, this is a big challenge. So when you launch, and you know, I'm nothing against Amazon because I have products on Amazon, I sell on Amazon, and I still launch on Amazon. But launches are, you know, sometimes they're not successful, and in that situation, you're stuck with uh, either inventory or, uh, you know, it's just a challenging situation if you're launching a product that doesn't perform. Uh, success, successful Kickstarter campaigns are the opposite. You invest in the standard stuff that you would use to launch a Kickstarter uh, uh, on Amazon, excuse me. But what happens is you don't have to purchase the inventory up front, which means that you are able to uh, have successful launches that are profitable right off the bat. So that's nice. number one. Number two, minimizing risk and positive cash flow. So alongside uh, being able to flip the uh, the profitability, what we're able to look at for launching with um, with crowdfunding is we get, we get the opportunity to get positive cash flow. So anyone in e-commerce or anyone that's building an e-commerce knows how important cash flow is. Um, getting the cash in advance actually makes a big difference than to hopefully make it back several months later or six months later mm -hmm. and then reinvest that into the business. That gives you more control over your cash. You have the cash on hand so you can make decisions about how much to invest. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yep, makes sense. And so, yeah, side by side, these two are often seen, uh, you know, profitability and cash flow are different things, but uh, this is this is one of the main reasons why a lot of people love, love choosing crowdfunding or Kickstarter as a model for launch and then moving to a platform like Amazon after. Yep. So the next piece is long-term sustainable brand. So uh, I hear from a lot of sellers, it's super difficult to build a sustainable or long-term brand on Amazon alone because one of the biggest things is that uh, your customers, your buyers are not your customers, they're Amazon's customers. So this becomes a challenge because you don't have an easy way to access them. You can't really communicate with them directly in a way that's uh, uh, now becoming harder and harder and TOS compliant. It's, you know, they're becoming more strict. Um, we want to start building for a brand to exist and for us to have a sustainable business. We want to be able to have access to our customers. So 
through crowdfunding, what we're able to do is we're able to do this through building our fans. We have immediate access to them. And when we're launching future products, for example, we're able to, uh, we're able to essentially present these to our existing customers and say, hey, we're launching a new product in the coffee category. And this is exactly what happened here. Uh, our first campaign was the Arctic one, which is the cold brew maker. And then our most recent one that launched a little while back, a, a year and a bit ago, uh, was our coffee enhancing glasses. And so what we realized was we just blasted our initial list and we had a, we had a five, about a 5% conversion rate of people that were tracked from our first campaign contributing to our second campaign. So that was um, $40,000 um, and just from people on our original list. So that's really cool to be able to have fans and people that care about what you're doing because uh, not only can you communicate with them regularly, but they care about what you're doing. So they want to support your new launches, your new products and your niche. So that's super yep, cool. That's, that's your customer. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Amazon for people that uh, might not know, you don't get the email address from Amazon customers. So yeah, you, you have your own email list that you own. Exactly. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference in the long-term value of your business and also being able to access them for launch and just build your community and social media, all those types of things. And the next one, uh, this is the same campaign, Arctic, um, public social proof. So uh, once you run your campaign, your, your campaign page, uh, once it's over, it doesn't disappear. It stays there forever. So usually for us, anytime we search the product name or the brand name, um, this usually becomes one of the top three search results within Google. So Kickstarter is highly mm -hmm. ranked for SEO. And this is great for people to see your results publicly so that they say, hey, wow, this is a credible brand if they're researching you or looking into the product. Yep. And the last one, which is really cool, is um, having PR buzz and credibility. So um, it doesn't matter if you're selling millions on Amazon. Often people don't really care to write about your project, your products. Uh, but you know, if, you're, if you have a really cool campaign and you end up putting this up and people love it, uh, a lot of people will pick it up. And this is exactly what happened with our first Arctic campaign where people just really like the idea uh, you know, it, it got on some really interesting websites. Some of them were just, some of them, I, it's not listed here, but there's a Japanese website that picked it up. So it just ends up being really a nice way for you to start getting credibility for your brand. So you can start building your brand outside of Amazon or outside of your own website. Yep. That's, uh, that's the Holy grail. Have a balance of, uh, yeah, your own website sales plus, uh, other platforms like Amazon. And that's it. So that's the, that's the top five. Um, so this is why awesome. Kickstarter, this is how Kickstarter works and why Kickstarter is something that you should consider paying attention to. So uh, you got any questions so far, Riley? How does that sound? Uh, no, get it. Yep. This, uh, this method totally makes sense. Uh, ready to get into uh, the nuts and bolts. Cool. Let's do it. So part two, strategy. So I'm going to talk a little bit faster just so we can move through this. Um, but yeah, uh, for me, what led me to Kickstarter was actually what I mentioned earlier. We launched a product on Amazon. It did really well, me and my partner. And, um, you know, in the... The next year, we wanted to launch 12 products, but we weren't there and we were not able to produce consistent results. Lots of competition. Um, the biggest thing for us was was not really being able to establish a reliable launch strategy that was that allowed us to be cash flow positive. So we kept running out of inventory. We kept ordering too little, and then uh, and then running out, and the ranking would go down. Like all these problems associated with not having a lot of cash flow. But the biggest problem was not building a brand. So even though we were launching products in the same category customers didn't know it was by us and it didn't matter that we had another successful product. They, it, on the front page or the search page of Amazon, it just all looks the same. So it doesn't really, it's not conducive for us building a brand. So that's really kind of what led us to uh, lots of failures in the next year. So we lost a lot of money launching 10 products and there's a huge learning curve, but fortunately um, that led us to discovering Kickstarter and eventually launching two of my products on there in the coffee niche that went, were, were really, really successful over 1.2 million raised and became the number one fund in their categories. And so this is the, this is the process that we'll be sharing with you today. So we call this the launch accelerator, awesome. launch accelerator blueprint. Let's so there's go. six steps and we'll go through them quickly. Sir Riley, do you have a question? Nope. Ready to, ready to blast off. Ready, let's do it. So the first one is um, determine your, your, your USP. So what we're doing here is we're trying to find out why our product stands out. So a lot, the yep. most common question that I get from people is, does it need to be a completely brand new product that doesn't exist before? And the simple answer is it doesn't. Um, there's a lot of products, for example, this one, the cocktail shaker. I know this category because this is one of the categories I was researching when I was first launching on Amazon, but um, this is not a unique product but they found a unique way to present it and they were able to do pretty well on, uh, on Kickstarter. So um, the, the purpose of the section is to identify why your product stands out, otherwise known as the hook. So there's three levels mm -hmm. of USPs and we'll go through each of these individually. 
The, nice. the easiest is what we call product positioning. So product positioning is just really changing the way that you present the product idea or emphasize features in a different way. And this is something that you can do with, with virtually every single product that exists. So this is a, this is a friend's uh, campaign. Um, these guys are an organic um, skincare brand. And obviously that's a very, very competitive category on Amazon and in the world. These guys were just emphasizing this element of their product being grown on trees and it became something that really connected with their audience. This is another category that I researched uh, quite a bit uh, when I was starting with Amazon uh, is travel packing, travel products and travel packing cubes. So uh, these guys, what they did was they emphasized 40% more space. And uh, there's a, quite a few products on Amazon that exist that have two-sided pouches. But what these guys did with their campaign is they emphasized that one side was for fresh clothes and the other side was for dirty clothes. So they just found a really unique way to present it that really resonated with people. And uh, if you look up this category on Amazon, you see dozens of pages of people selling this type of thing. But this ended up doing pretty mm -hmm. well on Amazon, almost 300K there. Nice. So the, the next level up is um, what I call medium. But essentially, this is some type of change or upgrade to the product. And I know Riley worked with this uh, as well. Uh, essentially, uh, three main categories, material change, aesthetic design, or small functional upgrade. So chopsticks, not a new product, obviously. Mm -hmm. This is a product that's thousands of years old. Uh, and what they did was they, I love this product because all they did was they changed the material and they changed it to titanium and they call it aerospace grade titanium, yep. whatever that means. And they raised almost 300K just yeah. with chopsticks. So changing the material is Got a great it. idea. Wow. Another example, this is packing cubes. You can tell I like this category. These guys essentially upgraded the material a little bit. Um, they they did yeah. a functional upgrade by bundling. So they, they essentially took a bunch of different styles of packing cubes, put them all together and said there's a seven piece smart packing cube set and a uh, small functional upgrade to, uh, you know, like I said, with the materials and it looks a little bit nicer, but these guys raised almost 300K. So uh, something like that is also something that's fairly easy to do. Yeah, wow. And advanced functional upgrade, sorry, did I interrupt? You had a question? No, it's just, uh, yeah, good, good to know that those past two examples, it's like literally they just made a premium version of something and like that's enough to, to kickstart it. Exactly, yeah. So with a small upgrade and positioning, it kind of makes it a lot really appealing. So you combine yeah. kind of these like level one, level two, and then you're able to produce something that kind of stands out as a USB. Uh, mm -hmm. And then this third one, third level is the harder one, which is an advanced functional upgrade. And I don't recommend this if you're just starting off, but this is something that you can experiment with if you have a great idea or you're, you know, you're building in a niche that you're familiar with. These guys were just, uh, they called it the world's smallest cutlery set, which is essentially these, um, these uh, cutlery set that you can um, twist on and off to, uh, to carry in that little pouch there uh, that, that fits in your pocket, which is really cool. All right, so step two. Uh, once you determine your USP, that's really how your product's gonna stand out. You're gonna wanna create the campaign. So uh, there's two main steps in doing this. Um, you wanna create your three key brand assets and you're gonna want to nail your campaign basics. So the first one, three key brand access. So um, you're really gonna create the assets that you would have needed to launch on any other platform, whether it's Amazon, Shopify, um, third-party websites, whatever it is. You need high quality photos, you need really good copy, and um, you need a campaign video. So some people would say that they don't want to invest in the campaign video for Amazon launches, but even now you'll see a lot of people are doing video ads and they have um, they have videos within their uh, their product listing page. So um, mm -hmm. I would argue that this is almost like a necessity at this point. So uh, yep. if you're creating these three assets, um, this is not something that you would have to do only for Kickstarter. It's almost kind of forcing you to do this so that you have these assets available for every other platform that you'll be using it on. So. Yeah. Um, what I, the only thing I'd say is focus on quality. Don't, don't really cheap out on this. You really want to make sure that you create good assets because this is going to make your campaign perform. And at the same time, you can use this for all your other channels, uh, publications, ads, like everything else later on in, uh, in your e-commerce career with this product. Yep. And the next is uh, campaign basics. So essentially you'll need to set a funding goal. Um, keep, keeping in mind that uh, if you don't hit the funding goal, you don't get it. So we usually recommend less than 30,000, uh, 10 to 30,000 is a good amount, depending on what you need to hit for MOQs and, uh, you know, kind of your budgeting and, mm -hmm. uh, for campaign duration, 30 to 45 days is an optimal range. You get to have up to 60 days, but we don't recommend that unless you have, you know, you really want to have an extended campaign 30 to 45 days is the most, um, the most successful range for, uh, for a lot of campaigns that are, that are making. All right, and number three, list building. So build your list. Uh, why is list building so important? So your audience is really this asset that you have. When you have a direct channel of communication to talk to your customers, uh, this, this is so powerful because you can tell them, hey, uh, this is my story, or hey, 
our product's launching next week, or hey, uh, we're doing a discount if you want to support this, uh, you know, us going on Amazon now after Kickstarter. Building this list is super important because not only does it help you through your launch, eventually this becomes your asset that you can communicate with uh, with them for any anything related to your business and your brand. So um, supporting current product launches and future launches, um, these people might buy once, they might buy a second time, they might buy a third time, and this is the way that you extend the lifetime value of your customer. So not you pay once to acquire them into the list, and then potentially they're spending with you multiple times. There's people on my list that have spent, <laughs> the, the craziest one is $2,500. I don't know who they're gifting all these coffee products to, uh, nice. or if they're just crazy about coffee, but there's you know, some people will spend a lot of money with, with you. So you're hoping that you build these types of relationships with as many customers as possible. And at the end of the day, this having this list really makes the value of your business go up because if you yep. just have an Amazon business with no list, that value is going to be very, 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 very different than uh, having an Amazon business with a 10,000 person mailing list that is responsive to opening your emails and, uh, and, and supporting your launches. Yep. So two main categories. Um, we're going we're gonna to look at building a list of future customers. So these are the people that are eventually going to purchase your product and support your launches. Um, so really for this, you really want to make sure you find out where they hang out. So you can uh, target, you know, uh, Reddit communities, uh, Facebook, Facebook groups. Um, you can do, the, you can do paid ads for this to landing page, but there's a lot of really the idea is to identify where they hang out and, uh, and really give them some incentive to participate and be involved in your, um, in, in the development of your product. So that's what we really focus on when it comes to future customers or fans. The second category is what we call influencers. And influencers are not just limited to Instagram or Twitter accounts that have a lot of followers, but we have five different categories that include industry experts, community admins, or people just have access to audiences. So the idea is to build up a list of these people that have access to big audiences, uh, or maybe not really big, but just targeted audiences that's interested in your niche. And that's really gonna allow you to be able to have a really powerful launch. Once you launch, you contact these people, and these are the people that are gonna be supporting you. Mm -hmm. Uh, fourth is launch strong. So really um, what we're trying to do here is at the beginning of the campaign, um, we want to really, we really want to tell Kickstarter, Hey, this product matters. So uh, the list mm -hmm. that we're building from step three, we, we take that. And when we launch our goal within the first one or two days, 24 to 48 hours is to get people to buy during that time. So within, with our campaign, uh, this was a 16 day campaign um, by kind of by accident. We actually wanted to do a 45 day campaign, but 16 day campaign uh, for our most recent product. Uh, we, we raised $60,000 in the first day. And that, uh, that became, you know, th that allowed us to start getting a lot of organic momentum within Kickstarter. And that happened by building a really, really strong list of people that really cared about our product before we launched. So uh, you'll want to make sure that you, you kind of accumulate that and, uh, and, and almost unleash the floodgates when you launch. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one is take advantage of PR. So um, this is obviously optional but it's a really good occasion or a really good event to kind of take advantage of PR because you have a reason to get in touch with PR. You have a reason to get in touch with people to say, hey, are you interested in writing about our product? So this is another opportunity to, to kind of start building your brand outside of, uh, you know, outside of whatever e-commerce channels you're going to be selling on. And these yeah. articles, obviously, they're on high-ranking websites and they'll be there forever. So anytime people search yeah. your product, um, they'll find that it's credible. So you know, if people are searching, see your product on Amazon and decide to Google it, you know, of course, it's better that you start seeing other articles about it and people talking about how great it is. That's going to make a big yeah, difference. That's great. And the last part is leverage community. So once you get access, um, once you start acquiring customers, um, you know, you can start using these fans. You can start saying, hey, would you guys mind sharing? Or you can run contests that say, hey, guys, um, you know, we're doing a contest for a giveaway. Could you guys share this on your social media and help mm -hmm. us push this campaign? So make sure you take you make use of this because you have access to them right away. So unlike Amazon, where you, you don't access your customer list, as soon as they buy on Kickstarter, you can get in touch with them. So you're really, really able to leverage that community to start building that relationship with them and also delivering results on sales. Cool. Awesome. And so after the campaign, um, you're going to want to fulfill orders. So this is pretty straightforward. Um, uh, after 15 days after the campaign, you get your cash. That's when you want to. Uh, that's when you want to fulfill. You want to put your uh, manufacturing order in. So. Uh, for us, um, usually what we do is we order we order uh, additional amount for Indiegogo. We have this secondary strategy that we use from Kickstarter. We move to Indiegogo where um, you can continue to uh, sell on Indiegogo even before you get your inventory. So uh, here we usually see a 20 to 100% lift. So at this point, we've uh, we've raised an additional about 80, 90,000 on Indiegogo as well. And of course, yeah. um, 
once you get the inventory you really want to deliver to your audience because these people are your fans, your initial supporters, make sure you don't let them down and, uh, uh -huh. and, and keep your promise to them. Got it. And finally, the most important part, um, establish your brand. So this is something that's super, super important. This is what gives your business value. Um, this is at the end of the day, when you have a brand, your business is worth so much more because people really care about what you're doing. And uh, the way we do this is we use Kickstarter as a way to have an occasion to get uh, what we call user-generated content. So after the campaign closes, uh, we, we get people involved in creating unboxing videos, reviews. Uh, we've had people write blog posts and articles about us. Um, people do uh, different types of creative ideas of how to use the product. Uh, so this is a great way to start building your social presence. Right now to this day, we have on average two to three people posting stories on Instagram every day or interacting with Instagram every day. So we have constantly wow. a supply of people interacting with our brand. And of course, you're going to need to invest time into this, but this is really how you get people interested in, um, in, in purchasing your product. And once you develop this channel uh, and develop your brand, you're going to get a lot of organic sales that don't require um, running ads. So yep. this is really the, the key part. So uh, after you nice. run your campaign, make sure that you take advantage of this to be able to make, uh, you know, to make, make that worthwhile and establish your brand. Mm -hmm. Cool. So let's, let's talk about some case studies and uh, see how, how this has been applied in the, in the past. So Peak Design is one of the, uh, the pinnacle stories of success on Kickstarter. These guys are in the camera accessories category uh, in the past, only dominated by massive, massive uh, players. So these, it was this one guy, actually, he launched this very, very first uh, camera clip um, years ago, uh, maybe like eight, nine years ago. Um, he launched this, he raised 300K. And then what he did from there was he continued launching products that were relevant to his niche. So mm -hmm. uh, he launched, you know, a strap, he launched another clip version, uh, you know, a, a sling. Um, later on, he started launching these other bigger campaigns like camera bags and, um, and, and travel totes and that type of thing. So the idea is what we call compound interest marketing. So essentially, mm -hmm. uh, you're building an audience and you're getting these, this audience to be interested in your current product. But at the same time, you know that if they're interested in camera accessories, they'll be interested in other camera accessories. So you're building an audience and you're building uh, products that are going to be catered to this audience, but you're continuing to get it to be bigger and bigger every time. And so you see that as their, as their company evolved, they launched more and more campaigns. They became seven-figure campaigns. Uh, they launched travel lines. They launched uh, another uh, version of their clip. Uh, and most recently, one of their campaigns was launching this tripod and they raised 12 million on this tripod. So the, these guys are uh, one of the craziest success stories. Obviously, we don't, the point is not to get to this level, but the point is to look at the mechanism they used to become this mm -hmm. massive brand from just having one guy design a product in his basement. So essentially, mm -hmm. uh, where these guys are at now, they're selling on Amazon, they're selling on their own website, which has a crazy amount of traffic. Um, I think it's at 500k visitors a month and a lot of it is organic because they just get so much people writing about them and they have mm -hmm. a global distribution, uh, like a retail distribution network. They sell in all the major camera company, uh, camera retail stores across the world. So, wow. um, and uh, as of 2019, I heard a podcast from the founder, uh, 65 to 70 million in, in revenue. So crazy, crazy, just coming wow. from a guy in a basement who did, who designed a product and started building a community. That's amazing. Uh, another example, better back. So these guys didn't create as many products, but they um, they are in the health and wellness category. They th created three campaigns, uh, raised close to $3 million and had about almost 50,000 uh, fans that they gained from this. But they launched three products kind of in a similar category. And um, eventually these guys actually ended up on Shark Tank. So they're selling on Amazon, their own website. They started selling on TV, uh, but they ended up on Shark Tank because they validated their model through crowdfunding. And they said, hey, we sold this much before we even launched. Uh, and then they got an investment in Shark Tank. I'm not sure if it went through afterwards, but I, they at least got the, you know, they, 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 got the, they got the deal on the show, which is super yep. cool. And I don't want you to think that all, all campaigns need to be like six, seven figure campaigns for this to work. Uh, Treated Tub is another example. Um, these guys are in the health and beauty category, super competitive. They just did one campaign and they raised about 40K, which is a pretty good campaign. Uh, from that, they had five, uh, 805 backers. But what ended up happening was these guys used that as a catapult to launch their brand um, on Amazon, third-party re online retailers, and on their own website. So uh, these guys were just two guys just kind of entering the super competitive niche. They found a way to launch the brand and build an initial audience that really cared what they were doing. And eventually, um, they grew to 20 team members. So I know these guys personally. Um, last time I spoke to them, they're doing 200K a month on Amazon, 200K a month off Amazon channels. So they've been able to, as a as a, as a way of diversifying the brand, they were able to 
sell on Amazon successfully, but at the same time, uh, really be able to push this, um, really be able to push their brand on other third-party retail sites and on their own on their own Shopify store. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Um, I mean, that's it for now. Nice. Uh, so I think that's a lot of information, uh, Riley. Yeah. Do you? Uh, how do you feel about that so far? Uh, that was great. That was great. It's uh, yeah, it's very exciting um, business model as. Uh, fans and followers of me know I've talked about it many times. I have product ideas all the time. Like my mom invented a product and launched it on Amazon. And uh, I was like, why didn't we kickstart this? Also, my younger brother created a unique product. I was like, why didn't we kickstart this? And I have product ideas all the time. Just just today, this morning, I was on Instagram. It's like, guys, I have a product idea. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Um, some questions um, that, that I would be asking if I was listening. So for the launch, we're talking about how do we build this list? Are we running Facebook and Instagram ads? Is that the primary way or? Yeah, Riley, are you cool if we talk, if we share about the bonuses first and then we can do the questions after? Yep, let's do it. Okay, cool. So yeah, uh, you've made it this far. That means you're really interested in this topic and we want to be able to give back to give back to the audience and uh, and give them give you guys some type of uh, resources if you're considering this. So uh, our bonus number one is what we call our launch hacker resources. So uh, what this is, is uh, we put together a free guide that gives you uh, a few videos for training. Uh, we have some swipe files and checklists in there. Then you're able to kind of get a head start on understanding what it looks like if you wanted to uh, explore this. So this is, uh, we created this for Riley, your, your audience and all the, uh, everyone watching today. So this is going to be at livemyplayground.com slash FBA lifestyle. So that's, you'll awesome. go there, just put in your email and we'll send that to you. Sweet. And bonus number two, um, we're, we're actually, um, we're launching a masterclass for this. Um, if, I mean, there's only so much we can cover in 45 minutes, but, uh, what we really want to do is mm-hmm. dive into detail with this masterclass to help you execute. If you need help bringing this to life, um, this is what we're trying to do with our, um, our, our kind of case study masterclass. And I'll tell you a little bit about this. So this, this starts with our free strategy session. Um, if you're launching a product and you want to know if Kickstarter is the right fit for you, uh, I'm offering a few free strategy sessions, and usually we charge for this to kind of consult on clients on, you know, if it does this work, is this product going to fit? So the only criteria is that you're launching a consumer product. So nothing industrial, um, nothing like apps or platforms or no B2B stuff, uh, consumer products. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll see if this is a fit. So if it's not a fit, I'll let you know. If it is, um, you'll have the opportunity to join our case study masterclass to be kind of the first access or masterclass because, uh, before we weren't really doing this for, as a masterclass, we were kind of only doing this for consulting and agency clients. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time we're opening it up. So uh, with the masterclass, um, this is essentially based on our six, uh, six figure launch accelerator blueprint. And this is what um, this is what we've established from launching our own products, um, launching successful products for our clients. And uh, we've had a hundred percent success rate on these. So these are these are what we've used to raise, uh, raise funds for our clients to start products, launch products and launch brands. So um, we're only accepting a max nine, uh, nine people in our community to to essentially make this happen, and we address in the masterclass we address three main problems: um, uncertain product, risky speculative launch results, and complicated uh, uncertain launch process. So, unsure product, which is some people are essentially like, is this a good idea? Will people pay for it? Um, how is this going to stand out or be competitive when we launch it? Um, we make sure that we, you know, we do our best to go through our process to identify whether or not this product will perform and how much will it sell for and what what we can do to make sure that this is going to work. Uh, the second one that most people are concerned about is will I lose money or is this going to be successful when I launch? Um, we go through that process as well to make sure that we we can address that and uh, and make sure that you're going to be confident where you're able to to, to launch. So uh, through the pro- through the program, essentially, we're going to make sure that you have product confidence. By the time you're ready to launch, it's not going to be a question of whether or not this product is good or not good. It's just a matter of executing. Um, funded by ready to buy customers. So our process goes through a lot of the list building and like community development stuff that we talked about so that when you launch, you're not hoping that people buy, you're going to be having people buy in 24, in the first 24 or 48 hours. And the final one is using our blueprint for you can overcome the uncertainty and be able to just jump right into it and start. And the way you access this is actually go to the same link. Uh, and this is going to be on the second page. So once you, um, you know, you go to the Jeff B. Uh, lifestyle, uh, our resources, and then on the second page, you'll just um, you'll just fill out a quick uh, uh, application, and then uh, we'll get that, and then we'll respond to you, and we can uh, we can schedule a call. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, so let's uh, 
Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, so let's 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 get to those questions. Let's let's, uh, let's nail those questions. Do you want me to put my video? Uh, on? Uh, yeah, yeah. You can put uh, put your video on. <laughs> cool. Uh, that was freaking awesome. So uh, so yeah, I'll be wondering like, um, okay, so we got all the assets. Uh, we want to blast this, you know, to people who might be interested. So are we talking Facebook and Instagram ads or? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A huge focus is on Facebook and Instagram ads and a lot of the launch strategies will incorporate that. So our strategy definitely incorporates that. Uh, but there are different ways to be organic. I mean, what, what happens if you're launching like a running shoe and you know, uh, you're, you're a runner and you're part of like local, like this local running group. And then there's like a few thousand people there and you're able to talk to the person that runs the group and you're, you can access them. What happens if you, uh, you know, you're, you're part of a Facebook community and you, uh, you know, you're on, you're constantly posting there. So there's different ways to kind of access audiences. And the, the whole idea is how can you access audiences that are relevant to your product niche product category that will be interesting. So it's not about getting as many people as possible on the list. It's getting as many people as possible. That's actually interested in your niche. So um, finding different ways to do that, whatever, whatever you have access to really helps a lot because uh, in a lot of situations, um, you can do stuff that's not, that doesn't cost money and it still works. Yeah. Well. Kind of guerrilla marketing. Okay. Exactly. Very interesting. That makes tons of sense. Okay. I didn't, uh, quite think of that. Okay. Um, yeah, just creative there's Facebook groups and creative marketing to get your, a campaign product in front of people who might be interested. Um, uh, <clears throat> okay. So yeah, actually, uh, my business partner was talking about, okay, you know, we could do this Kickstarter for a product idea he had just with our two Facebook, personal Facebooks. He's like, we could, we could get, do a big over 10 K launch, just posting on our personal Facebooks and each reaching out to like 20 friends, entrepreneur friends and having them post. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, okay. The, but the people do that. I was like, okay, maybe I got to ask uh, uh, Vance about that. So like <laughs> the people, the people do that or is like, is, is it like 50, 50, like paid ads versus like your network and creative uh, strategies or. That depends. I mean, uh, it depends on your, like, it depends on your situation. I hate to get that answer, but um, I mean, yeah, if you have, you have funding and you want to be able to spend, like spend money on ads and try the landing page stuff that that could work for you. If you have more time and you have more relationships or you, you're able to leverage that, then you can you can spend more time focused on that and that could make a big difference as well. So um, just okay, look at it. it, like your individual situation is gonna be unique. And just think about how you can, how you can work with what you have. Much product, I don't have, you know, I don't have this much money. Well, yeah. think about how you can be creative. Like your situation is the way it is. And what about your situation could allow you better way to look at it than to look at living like you know see it as a limiting belief and say i can't do this because of you know this limitation yep um so okay so let's talk about budget so um obviously you're gonna need some money so you we have the making of the prototype so that's got to be done and then we have um uh, you know um the getting the assets so the photo shoot and video shoot and those could be done by the same you know, in person or studio, whatever. Uh, I'm guessing I, I would say like, you know, for Amazon product, I would say at least a couple grand spent on photo and video shoot, um, for, for that. And then I would say, you know, for assuming we're, you're going to like at least test out the landing Facebook and Instagram ads to landing page, um, 50 bucks a day, like for a month. So, you know, like 1500, like at least in like ad spend, would you say like, that's a typical, like just for someone to expect. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, you capture the category. So um, pretty much what it takes to develop the product. So regardless of if you launch on Kickstarter or not, you're gonna want to develop your product. Um, the second part is the the assets and like the creative assets. So photo, video, copy. If you're not good at writing copy, um, just don't you know invest in that. So those are the two assets that you'll need regardless of whether or not you launch on Kickstarter, Amazon, mm -hmm. Shopify, wherever. Um, the last component is the ads. So um, you know. We, we generally recommend that you spend what you're comfortable with when it comes to ads. And you, you can get an idea, you, you, when you start testing, you'll get an idea of what it costs to acquire a lead, for example. And that will tell you, you know, if it's costing you $10 to acquire a lead, that's, you know, that's, like, that's a sign that it's maybe not working this way. You want to try other different methods. But if it's mm. costing you, if you're getting leads for like a dollar or $1.50, then maybe you can, with a $1,000 budget, you can get 
uh, quite a few leads, right? So um, mm-hmm. whatever you're comfortable with at that stage, um, just invest that. So I think um, you know thousand dollars is a good starting point if that's something that works for you. But we find that some people, if they they're getting good results, they say, okay, cool, let's let's invest a little bit more because investing in this is going to allow us to have a bigger launch list, and that's going to potentially allow us to have better results when we have our our launch days. Got it, cool. And so if someone has a product, and the good idea, thing about like- running ads during the yeah, no, go ahead with that. I'll go for it. Oh, I was going to add for the campaign is, but you get to, you get to see if it's working. So if it's working yeah, and it's, you're you getting go. a positive return, you can get more money and you can add. Cool. That's totally, so you're not committed to like a massive marketing center. Yep. Makes sense. Same with Amazon ads and any ads really start with, start with the budget. I would say start with a thousand dollar ad budget and then scale up if it makes sense and scale down. if it doesn't make sense, uh, see if you can turn off your video camera. It's, it was uh, lagging a bit again. Okay. Let's do this. Try. Cool. Um, I still see your camera. I think you're muted, but your camera's still on. (laughs) Okay. I think my connection is a lot better now. (laughs) Okay, cool. Uh, so regarding making the prototype, so like someone will come to me, they have a product idea. Like what's the, what's the best way to make a prototype? Like, do you like, you, you make it yourself or you, you go to the supplier and you say, Hey, just make me one and you send them the, the designs. Like, is that even possible or. Uh, yeah. So that, that's very, uh, that's going to be very, very dependent on your niche. Uh, certain niches are easier than others. So for example, um, you know, I've worked with glass uh, for my, my products and glass, uh, the molds are anywhere between like $50 to a couple hundred bucks. So you can get mm-hmm. something made pretty quickly and the process is very fast. But if it's something right. like um, injection molded plastic, uh, you know, you might be, you know, it might be like a couple grand uh, for, for initial prototype. So um, mm-hmm. generally the idea is if you have a concept, um, you find uh, you find a designer or somebody who can do uh, the, the initial design process for the product for you. And then once yeah. that's able to be turned into um, a format, a 3D format that's, um, that can be used by a supplier to actually make a prototype, then you start uh-huh. looking for suppliers that can, uh, that can potentially produce that product. Got it. Uh, and then there's also like the people use like 3d printing just to make something like maybe it's not even functional. It's just like, looks real. Yeah. Just to use for the video. Yeah. So functional prototypes. Yeah. You'll go to the supplier, but yeah, that's a great point. Um, you can totally go through and just make a, you know, 3d print prototypes. 3D printers are extremely sophisticated now. So you're able to, you're able to do a lot of cool stuff with those. And, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people go that route as well. So kind of like, you know, kind of fake it. Like to see just for the video, because basically all you need is the video because people aren't going to feel it before they buy it. So you need something real enough basically for the video and to prove to Kickstarter that it's physical because that's their rules. That's right. Yeah. But flipping over to Indiegogo, you can use just 3D renders, correct? Yes, uh, you can use renders. Uh, I don't know if the policies have changed uh, recently, but last time last time I checked, it's still very, uh, they're still very fairly laxed on like conceptual ideas. And like, as long as you're, well, as, as long as you're pitching the idea and you're presenting like what it could look like, this, this is still okay on Indiegogo. So um, yeah. that's, that's the main, one of the main differences between getting approved on Kickstarter and getting approved on Indiegogo. Okay. So um, in that case, I would be thinking, all right, I got an example or I got an idea for a product, but to make a, even a prototype to pay the, you know, CAD designer to make the, the 3D design, that's going to be a couple grand to start talking to a, a manufacturer, uh, you know, in China, that's going to be a several months. And then to actually um, create the molds is going to be, you know, five to $10,000 just to create one prototype. Then I'm thinking, okay, let's just launch on Indiegogo. And if that's successful, we can make one and then launch on Kickstarter. Do people do that? Um, I have seen that before, but that's very rare because Kickstarter generally doesn't approve um, projects that are that are launched on Indiegogo first. 
So they they're kind of anal and they want to be the they want to be the the first one to to have the projects launch. Whereas Indiegogo actually allows projects that are launched on Kickstarter, which is the the strategy that we use, launching on Kickstarter first and then moving it over to Indiegogo to continue pre-order sales. So okay. I have seen companies uh, do do launches that have slipped through, I think. Uh, but it's generally they they want to be the first to have the uh, they want to be the first to have the product feature. Okay, got it. Uh, but yeah, just thinking through that, like. For for some people, like they're just not going to have the five to ten k uh, to make the prototype, so Indiegogo would be the only option just to go with the the high quality renders. Yeah. So in that case, they would just just launch on Indiegogo. For sure, yeah. Nice. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um. Yeah. Okay. Those that was the those those are my main questions right there with the you know the the. The starting budget and um, um, for let's say okay, um, I I have the the prototype made. Well, let's say I just have three D renderings made. Do you guys work with specific agencies like uh, um, product uh, manufacturing agencies or whatever, where they take your idea and go talk to different suppliers and deal with them to help make it into reality? Uh, yeah, so there's there's companies like this that exist. We haven't used them personally. But I think, again, it's going to be very niche dependent. So if you're working with something like, like a complex electronic, uh, I mean, that's something that I definitely wouldn't recommend for like a first product if you don't have that type of experience. But if you're working with something like that, that's going to require a lot more engineering R&D behind the scenes. And then you might want the expertise of somebody who, like an agency that has worked with that so that they can help source and maybe even help you in the early stages of helping develop the prototype. But for simpler products, um, you know, something like glass, we just needed a 3D rendering. And then I, I can get in touch. I have the design file. I can get in touch with my supplier. I can get in touch with five or 10 suppliers. Let's get some quotes and send them this 3D file and say, hey, how much would it cost to produce this? And that can be done in a, yep. like in a week, pretty much. So it really depends on your niche. And, uh, you know, like things in like uh, textiles and like those things might be a little bit easier as well. So it's just, yeah, depending on your category, um, there's definitely people or agencies in this, uh, in this, uh, in this realm that will provide services for you like, like that. Yep. 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 Um, okay, cool. And obviously, uh, I'm sure you guys have a lot more questions. If you want to uh, learn more link in description and get in touch with Vance and the team, they have a whole masterclass if you guys want to learn more, but, uh, that was dope. I'm really excited about potentially, uh, launching my own kickstarting, uh, Kickstarter project. Um, hopefully in the near future. So, and I, I know we talked to Tropical Nomad about uh, some ideas that I had. So uh, yeah, very exciting. Yeah, man, keep me posted. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I always like to see some cool ideas and uh, yeah, let me know if there's anything I can do now. Awesome. We'll check them out. Link in the description, guys. Hit them up. And uh, Vance, yeah. I will see you around Changu. Nice, man. Nice hanging out. This was, uh, nice. this was dope. Yeah, this was good.